Riverside. Welcome to Teachers Change Lives podcast, your weekly reminder that teaching is the most important profession of them all. I'm Shaz Angel, Principal of Mastery Schools Australia in Queensland, and this is my good friend, William White, who is an English and geography teacher at Lauriston Girls School in Melbourne, Australia. Thank you for tuning in. Good morning, Mrs. Angel. Good morning, Mr. White. <laughs> hey, first How one for the year. Good to How be back. Exciting. How wouldn't, exciting. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else. No, absolutely not. And I'm I'm super, super excited about this season because I've got a new studio here. It See, does I've look got, pretty schmick. I've got, there's a new background going on. Mm-hmm. I've got this really super comfy seat, uh, this leather. It's like a proper gamer's seat. You know, You're worth it. Comfy ones. I think so. Yep. And new desk that goes up and down at the push of a button. It's electric. All thanks to New Brighton Capital. Drop oh, that off for me. Very, thank very, you, very helpful. They love, their, they love their teachers over there. Get involved, New Brighton Capital. They uh, they do really good things. Love it. And, you know, they can also send some love to Queensland. But you know what? You are worth it and you are the star <laughs> of this show. And I appreciate you. And uh, and and you're looking pretty comfy in that chair. So I know that your wisecracks this, this season are going to be absolutely on point. Smooth. Yes, will be. so smooth. <laughs> Love it. So, how were holidays? How did uh, how did holidays go wow. for you? Because obviously, Southern Hemisphere, we are just coming back now. Our Northern Hemisphere friends have pushed straight from New Year's into mm. their school term, mm-hmm. but Southern Hemisphere, we are just back now for the start of year. So, how were your summer holidays? Spectacular, spectacular. I'd say the best best summer holidays. Best summer holidays. Ever. I did so much, uh, lots of family time. I uh, did some water skiing up at Mansfield with my um, sister-in-law and, and brother-in-law and their family. It was awesome fun. Um, spent a bit of time at Phillip Island for some beach time. Got up to see you, uh, which was an absolute highlight that I'm sure we're going to speak a bit more about. So much fun. Uh, later on. Uh, yeah, it's been great. It's been fantastic. I feel really um, you know, reju- uh, rejuvenated uh, and pumped to get hit. 2024 running how was yours well before we get into mine um mm. it wasn't all good though was it no there was it wasn't a, a little good. squelchy problem that you've just come home to <laughs> it was it was so after spending a bit of time uh in phillip island this one was we got back the other night and there was a storm of some size it was very 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 heavy rain for a period of time but it was very localized so it didn't hit all of melbourne but it certainly hit my house <laughs> so i came home to a stinky uh bedroom that has the carpet saturated and you know, a little bit of mold and that sort of thing going on mm. um but that's all right we'll get through it this is another thing so at the moment we've moved out <laughs> we've moved our bed out into the living room uh and so the kids are all jumping on it all <laughs> All the time. It's just like a camp. You're glamping. Uh, we're you... gla- yeah, we're glamping. We're glamping. Yeah. With but, you and your they, 19 children. They, yeah, well, three, but yes. The, it feels like 19. Yes. Yep. The uh, the tennis is on and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to lie in the living room and actually be able to watch television and go to sleep at the same time. That's a great excuse yeah. to be able to make the best of it. Good for yeah, you. That's awesome. Lining. 
yep. silver lining. And how cool is this? We've got a little um, little sort of a garden area outside of our bedroom that you, we couldn't build on. So it's just a little bit of garden. Uh, and we have a tawny frog mouth that is just chilling there at the moment. Um, yeah, but really, really cool. You all know, is right in the world. If you've right got your world. own little owl just hanging out outside your bedroom. Yeah, well, they're, yeah, they're, I like to refer to the old tawny frog mouths as uh, the dolphins of the sky. And they're, uh, yeah, they're, they, they make you feel warm and fuzzy. I like my tawny frog mouths. Yeah. They are. Yeah. And it's so cute. They are, the, they are one of the cutest birds cute. of all. Is an owl a bird? Cute. We're going with it. Uh, well, they're not owls, but yes, well, they, they, they look they're like nocturnal an owl, birds. But, yes. but it's a bird. It's a bird, not it an owl. It's truly it this. guys, and it does look like an, an owl. owl. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who How knows? about your holiday? Who? All right. Who? Uh, mine was action packed. It was. It was fabulous as well. Magnificent. Mm-hmm. I got to travel the world, and then also come home and do all the good stuff at home. So. I headed off the day after school finished on the Friday, got straight onto a plane to head over to the UK on the Saturday mm-hmm. and got to uh, to visit some phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal, the best schools in the UK and got to learn from them, work with their leadership team, their teachers, got to have conversations with their students, have taken so many ideas back and uh, have just been able to, so day one it was for me at, uh, at school today. And we've already put some of the, that new learning into practice, which is super cool. And then I came, I actually, then I got to go for a little, uh, very three night little visit to Paris, to Paris with my gorgeous niece who I haven't seen in eight months. And we just had an amazing time in Paris. I did nearly get mugged. That's the story for another day. Uh-huh. Uh, what, that was one angel and zero for the small time criminal. Oh, I want to hear more about that. Uh, and then we headed back to, we went from minus two degrees back to the heat of Queensland, Australia. It was 38 degrees, I think, when I returned. Mm. And Humid. it was just well. spectacular weather and got to go up to visit my family up north to Rockhampton and Yipoon. And then we, whilst we were away, there was a tornado, which those, our Northern Hemisphere friends wouldn't know. We don't get tornadoes in Australia, like ever, ever. But a tornado hit the Gold Coast and there was massive storms that were ripping through Queensland, Southeast Queensland. So we avoided all of that. Got to go out with my sister out on our boat over to Great Keppel Island and lots of snorkeling and just spectacular sun worshipping. And then we came back and we got to hang out with the Whites. And there was more sun worshipping and a bit of boat time. We saw dolphins. We saw dolphins. And we know that when you see dolphins that everything is all right. That's I true. like I... to call the dolphins the uh, the tawny frog mouths of the ocean. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a shame. I'm rubbing yes. up on you. I can hear myself echoed in your in – your, I'm sorry about that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And we saw about 200 turtles. Oh, the turtles were amazing. It was so cool. So I'm going to take over for a second. We were out in this uh, little lagoon and it was dead silent. And somehow we just picked the day perfectly. There was not a breath of of wind. Everything was dead silent. It was only, what, mid-morning, 10, 11 o'clock. And there's no other boats around. There's nothing else around. And every now and then we hear a... And it's a turtle popping its head up, having a little breathe, and then diving down again. Yeah. You know, every couple of seconds. 
you're seeing yeah. and then looking around and hearing one and oh it was a magical magical experience it really it was, was fantastic yeah great company spectacular weather it was it was a day that we'll remember forever ever and that how great is it to be a teacher and to be able to have that longer period of time oh that summer holiday to be able to just recharge your batteries with good friends and um, and, a, and a quiet drink here or there. Absolutely. Yes. And, and look, with with any job, you don't want the highlight of that job being not doing it. But mm. look, if, if you take a step back and have a look at the way most people around the world work, uh, and then you look at what we do, and particularly in Australia, we're very lucky because we get the, you know, the six weeks over summer. Uh, well, so do, actually, so do the Northern Hemisphere. What am I talking yeah. about? Their, their summer. Um but we know exactly when the holidays are going to be. So you can plan for that. You can organize for that. Or you can just yep. let it roll and just have a good you know, home holiday. It's, yep. it's really good. The question often comes up, what are we doing next holidays? Yeah. You know, and that's not something that I think happens in most households. Yes. So you know, what are we doing next holidays? And the other thing is it aligns with the kids. So if you've got kids, yep. so, you know, they're on holidays too. Yeah. It's perfect. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, and well, I mean, obviously, on this occasion, we um, we we had our little fun without the kids, which is also a joy because it's good to have parents <laughs> yes, to fun. take care of your child. So my child was off uh, on a cruise around the uh, southern end of Australia with his grandma, and your gorgeous little three were also with their grandparents as well, out yeah. of Phillip Island on the oh, beach. Fun. Just having fun with um with their grandparents. So right, so our kids were slumming it while we were living it up. Mm, yes, yes, no, not even a little bit <laughs> at all. They they were just happy that they were having fun, and we were and able to have fun too. It, it was, was so great. good, mm. and and I'm ready to be back. I'm I've had the most magnificent holiday. We have just had a week of professional development. Our lead-in week is which what we have in Queensland at lots of schools in Queensland, at least a couple of lead-in days. At my school, we had a week of lead-in days and some great professional learning. We've brought on about 20 new staff to cater for our 80 new kids. And it is, we had our first day today and it was just amazing to have all of these kids back and the smiles on their faces and the, you can see the little nerves in their bellies and and then yeah the way that they walked out at the end of the day high-fiving us and telling their parents they had a great day so good How wouldn't want awesome. to be anywhere else I wouldn't even want to be on holidays um I am delighted to be back. I love it I love the buzz that you're giving off too from the you know the first day buzz it's fantastic yeah yeah really really good and congratulations and hats off for you for creating that sort of culture and environment awesome yep. stuff it's so good so good We're, yeah the kids um the teachers are pumped we learned so much from our schools in the uk and so we've been able to tighten things up even more for our kids so you know clearer pro- protocols be able to give them a little bit more clarity and create an even quieter more settled learning environment based off some of the things that we learned over in the uk and mm-hmm. to see the fruits of that week of pd um last week all come together today to have pretty much an extra 80 student, extra 60 students in the same space that we had last year and it just be so engaged and 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 seen and quiet and um oh, but quite quiet doesn't mean learning I get that but quite the transitions were quiet so the students were able to get to classes comfortably um with no worry and to class on time and just uh, know where they were going. It was it was just 
it was a great day. Great day to be back. Yeah. Amazing. Because most schools would go through a, a, you know, a, a transition to get students to understand exactly where they're meant to be and all that mm. sort of stuff. And most schools just sort of roll with it and let it happen. Um, but I love the fact that you're so proactive at your school about making sure students have clarity around yeah. not just what they're going to get out of the things, but also the expectations that are put upon them and what they have to do to um, you know, hold up their end of the bargain. It's great. Well, we had a we had to meet the teacher on Friday. So the on Friday afternoon, the very last part of our PD week, we invited all of our all of our new parents had to come, but all of our pre-existing parents and students were invited to come. And we kind of created a little bit of a problem because our community is so beautifully engaged that some of our classrooms that fit 30 kids had 57 to between 50 and 60 students and parents in the classroom. So I need to work out a little bit of a different way of doing it next year because our parents (laughs) and our students are so great and so engaged that, uh, yeah, that we need a little bit more space or think about doing it a little bit differently because so many, they just came out in absolute force. And I think because so many of them came on Friday, we had such a engaged and settled day today. So we kind of settled lots of those nerves for so many kids and their parents because I know that I know yeah, for so many yeah. parents when your child starts at a new school, particularly um, some of the students who come to our school who have, haven't had a great experience in school up to, up to this moment. Mm. So to see them all walking out on Friday with a smile on their face and then the kids walking out with a smile on their face today. Yeah. So good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And look, they're having that, that uh, classroom that doesn't fit 60 people mm. <laughs> um, on a parent's day is not a I mean, of all the problems to have. Exactly. Exactly. Well, our managing <laughs> our managing director, Michael Roberts, he always says, oh, that's a good problem to have, it's isn't it? Problem. Whenever I bring in problems, they're usually good problems. Oh, it's a good problem to have. <laughs> oh. You're lucky to have that problem. <laughs> oh, yes. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> And so what about you? When when do you go back and what does that entry into the school year look like for you? So we go back after Australia Day and we've got one day of um, staff day mm-hmm. and we hit the ground running pretty much. On Tuesday, we've got a staggered start. Um, the sevens, I think, start on the Tuesday and then the Wednesday, all the others start. I think that's the way it goes. Yep. Uh, and I'm I'm excited because I'm a Year 7 yes. tutor this year, which I haven't been a, a I don't think I've ever been a Year 7 tutor. I'm an older student sort of kind of guy usually, uh, but I'm looking forward to all the excitement and <laughs> and everything else that comes with a group of Year 7s. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be good. I actually got to meet my beautiful class at the end of last year. Oh, um, good. So we had a rollover day sort of thing for the for the sixes coming into sevens and all the other students who are from other schools who are coming in managed to be there um, as well so that was wonderful to meet them all so I'm looking forward to uh, getting to know them better and uh, having a good year awesome navigating them through through that uh, that transition the, into that senior wonderful school. transition such yeah. an important time to yes. have great role models as a part of it so yes yes and and we've got camp Early on, so I think camp's in week three. So that's going to be... That is going to give us some highlights for this I podcast. I, I know it. Yeah, I'm going to have to take some notes. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Uh, and you haven't done it before, so that will be... Um, Not the full one. I have been for a couple of nights here and there. But, that doesn't um, count. You've got to get to that whole, that full level of yeah. absolute exhaustion. Um, I, have, I have been up on the, on the, the final night of that um, before on the Thursday night, and the staff... Uh, they've 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 gone a bit cuckoo by that, yeah. but it, but it's <laughs> it's the, it's the right kind of cuckoo. 
And yeah. It's a good, yeah, and they've always they always kept their sense of humour. And I think I walked in because I had to finish school. Then I I booted up for the Thursday night Friday, and they're all sitting around having face masks, <laughs> those beautiful beauty face masks oh, things good, you put good, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, you know, I, don't treatment. Any, I don't have any sisters or anything like that. I haven't have any so much experience with that sort of stuff. But it took about twenty minutes, and they had one on me, and yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. are you are you dry or are you oily or is it a combination skill uh, skin? I, I think I'm dry. Okay, excellent. I think well, I'm dry. Uh, it's uh, yeah. No, I don't, I don't like my sense of humour. A bit dry, <laughs> maybe. Like Indeed. That. Hey, good segue. <laughs> um, let's go. Let's let's do it then, because you you segued into it so well. I, I'm assuming you you are so ready for these grade seven students to come back, <laughs> and you've been working on this wisecrack to make sure that they are going to get a good laugh or you're going to be, really set the tone for the whole year. I'm assuming. Yes. We've got yes, that in order. Yes. Yes. Always. Yes. Yes. I've got, I'm going to go back and listen to a few episodes again. It's some of the gags. Perfect. Yeah. So you can write them down. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. All right. Let's do it then. What is weekly wisecracks? What do you got, Mr. White? Do, 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 do. Well, one of the coolest things about the summer holidays is that you get a bit of time. So I was reading a few books and I read one on the history of, um, of Rome and it was, uh, it was a really, really interesting read and it was talking about Julius Caesar. And it said one thing that Julius Caesar never once said thank you. And I thought that was, that was interesting and then I realised oh, that's because he didn't learn to speak English. I don't... <laughs> I think that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, Julius Caesar never said thank you because he doesn't know how oh, to speak English. Can't call because he would not say thank you because he. Oh. No, no, no. You might say, I don't know, that, that's Latin, but oh, that's, um, sorry, that's, he would have been speaking Latin, not Italian. Mm. Grazie there or something. Like, Grazie, I don't know. Grazie yeah. Well, that's a that's a good start for the year, and look, um, the only way is up. That's that's a really good. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right, so Goodness. I mean, it's important Goodness. for you to get quality feedback. I'm and... a bit rusty. I'm a bit rusty. That's okay. So you can you can drop that one um, from the pile, and you can go with a, another one. Perhaps. Good to know. So when I'm dressing these year sevens for the first time, don't use that one. Depends how you want your year to. Um, right. To roll out. Well, look, you I, do I, you, and you let us know how it goes. I know the ceiling of my quality of my uh, talent, so I like setting the bar low. Oh, you're right, and then you claw your way back up. <laughs> that's right. For the rest that's of the year, right. okay, that's good. It's good. Well, that would be a good one if that's the case. Do <laughs> that, it. and just All if right. you're looking for some quiet in your classroom, throw that one out there. Good. Yeah. Good one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so at the end of last year, we didn't get to catch up. <laughs> and we didn't get to talk about the best bits of the end of the year, yeah. which is probably a good time to talk about that at the start of the year because at the end of the year you get all of those warm and fuzzies and you don't get uh, that you're probably not getting all of the warm and fuzzies at the start of the year. Mm. So we might talk about a couple of magical moments so that we can get inspired for the term ahead. Mm -hmm. Magical moment. Da, 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 da. 
So just one thing with that little intro, I wanted to record Zave's voice when it was still really young and sweet. Um, the magic of puberty has done its, um, <laughs> has has worked its its wonders for my young son over the this holiday break. So he's grown about eight centimeters, I think, and his voice doesn't sound like that anymore. So I'm glad voice we captured captured that moment in time. That's for sure. So, Can't wait till his 21st. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> great. So I wanted to share a couple of the the notes or cards that I got at the end of last year as far as nice. magical moments are concerned. Yep. We had the most phenomenal end of year celebration with our awards night where all of our students come along with their parents. All students are presented with their report cards and then – for each class, there is also a uh, a winner of the highest attendance, the most improved reading, most improved uh, maths. And there is a student at my school who has been with us from the very start. A 15, he was a 14-year-old boy when he arrived. He has severe dyslexia, dysgraphia, dyscalculia. And had when he came to us, he didn't know letter sounds. He didn't. Um, he was he couldn't read signs. He couldn't send text messages because he didn't have any of that foundation. He he didn't know the code, and his life prospects were pretty poor. Gorgeous, handsome young man, really bright mind. So we know with dyslexia. Uh, dysgraphia, dyscalculia, that there's no limit to somebody's intelligence. It's just that they can't, um, they have these difficulties because of the wiring of the brain, but they, it, it can be overcome if, if taught correctly. Yeah. And so when this student came, he couldn't, he couldn't write. Uh, you've got to learn to read before you write. And he, in the, his first year with us, he had a staggering, what we thought was a staggering three years improvement in reading comprehension in his first year with us, um, considering he was 14 and he, he had a, a prep reading age. So no comprehension because he didn't know letter sounds, so you can't comprehend something that you can't read. Yep. And so three years growth in one calendar year was profound. Incredible. But, he, and, and that was a really torturous, onerous, you know, what, sound does what letter what sound does this letter make and these these blends and um anyway he did the work and it wasn't always smooth sailing because when you're 14 and you're having this kind of level of difficulty with reading and it's gone for this long it's it's not easy but he did the work and in his second year he won our big one of our big awards and he also won the most improved reading in his um, in his class, amongst other things, because he made a seven-year reading comprehension gain in one calendar year. So in two years, he made 10 years of reading comprehension growth in only one calendar year. Unbelievable. So unbelievable. And a few times throughout his two years with us, he he was frustrated and he said, I'm not learning anything and I want to, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be doing this anymore. And I, I'm sick of this and it's too hard and I'm not learning anything. But by goodness gracious, we knew that he was learning and he absolutely was. And he's gone off now and he's, he has a job, which is amazing. Um, and he wrote me this letter. So, um, so our, uh, he definitely couldn't have done that two years ago. So it says, Dear Mrs. Angel, I just wanted to say thank you for helping me become a better reader and at maths. 
Thank you for helping me when I had my downs, especially uh, knowing that I have learned so much and come so far in my learning. Merry Christmas. So the fact that he has written that much and... um, Handwritten. Handwritten Mm. uh, on a piece of paper. Still get goosebumps reading that. So I got that at the end of the year and you're exhausted at the end of the year. And I've got so many these beautiful cards from staff and families and students at the end of the year and you're tired. So I took the time to pull them out and read them again at the start of the year. And it definitely has, not that my fire needed any more fueling, but just reminded me Mm. of the absolutely imperative work that we are doing every day. And it's time to get back to work and it's time to work with these kids and and make make the magic happen. Yes. And look, it it is our role as teachers and it's really important to keep reinforcing the progress that is being made because this student here, uh, as you just said, he went through, he gained seven years um, in in one year and he still felt like he wasn't learning anything. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's, it's really the frustration and, you know, Learning is hard sometimes, yeah. Yeah. in particular, um, and it's it's really important to keep focusing on the progress and showing that there is actually you are making ground here. You are actually gaining yeah. ground. You are actually doing heading in the right direction because it can be so easy to lose that lose sight of that, that and and just get yeah. caught up in how hard it is. And I think and, as a teacher, yeah. often that can be so true for a teacher as well. You can get Absolutely. caught up in how hard it is, and you can forget about the progress that you're making and that you're helping your kids to make. So. Yes, absolutely. But, you know more than you think and you do more than you know. It's absolutely, absolutely true. And it's yeah. something that the teachers need to remind themselves more often, of, I think. Yeah, yep. totally agree. So mm. what about you? Any That's magical beautiful. moments from you? Yeah. I'll, lots. I just I just really love the way students will come back because we've got, uh, at the end of the year, we have uh, two days of PD and then one day of celebration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the number of students who came back on those first two days of their holidays, really, just to catch up with teachers and, you know, and, you know, me and, and it was great for me. And, you know, I got a lot of uh, lovely notes as well. None representing seven years of growth in one year, but you know, just as thankful, just as, um, yeah. you know, appreciative. But what I really liked was seeing all teachers getting, you know, it's always nice mm-hmm. to get it yourself and that's great. It's really, um, you know, it, it, it validates what you're doing and it makes you feel like you're on the right track as well. But I really enjoyed this, you know, at the end of last year, it was really noticeable to me that all staff were getting it as well. Yeah. And that was really, I really, really enjoyed that aspect of it uh, because I think it, it lifts everyone, you know, and it's, it, it shows that, you know, we have a, we do have a student population that's very appreciative. Um, but, you know, we push them hard as well. So sometimes you've got to, balance a bit but at the end of the year they're always really happy that they've had you on their team and that you have pushed them and they see that yeah. the pushing comes from the love comes and from love. Yes. yeah and look yeah and and we are the ones often that know what the student can do more than they do yeah it doesn't mean that we we know but it means that often we have a better idea of what students yeah. can do than they do and yeah i've got to i want to keep reminding myself of that um yeah, that, that's just something I'm focusing on. But but it's really nice to see that that's, you know, other teachers yep. feeling that way too and just talking to the teachers afterwards and then you hear the backstory of um, of every student and, and some of them are just incredible. Yeah. Well, like they, the, the adversity, the – yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's a, yeah. that's a really good point because the reason this child uh, means so much to me is because – 
when we first opened, I taught him. So I was a teaching principal then. He was he was in my class of four students and I was there for the battle. I was there for the for that real struggle. Yeah. And and because of that, so because I I was part of that, I have felt his success more. I felt um so much more connected to him and my absolute need for him to to succeed. So I just the teach the teaching role. There is nothing more important in a school than uh, than that teaching role. Mm. It's absolutely imperative. The work, the connections you're making with kids every day, and absolutely championing these kids and believing in them when they stop believing in themselves is absolutely yeah. imperative. Yeah, that's right. So that's right. we will. That's probably a good time to talk. Maybe a teaching tip. Yeah, good one. What do you think? We don't have a sting for this, but you know, give it gives a sting, Mister White. I don't think I can match Dave and, and the the material that he's pumping out. Uh, teaching tip, oi, oi. Uh, we'll edit that out later. All right, thank you, uh, uh, our producer. You got that? Mark that. Uh, that's twenty nine minutes and thirteen seconds. He, won't he edit is going to cut that out. No, um, knowing him as I do, he won't. He'll he'll actually record it and double it up. <laughs> And put it on again. And, all right. I love it. Okay. So, teaching tip. What teaching have we got? tip. So start, start of the year. Start of the top year. Top of the year. Top of the year. Um, looking at a curriculum, particularly if you've got a new curriculum to teach, uh, it can be really, really daunting and you feel, I felt, particularly in my earlier years of teaching, that I didn't have a foothold and every lesson was a battle and it was of floating from one thing to not floating but you know I was pushing in one direction and pushing another direction I was being really really I found it really difficult to get a bird's eye view and to stand back and have a look at the course and then you know develop the goals as we go along so what I started doing is making a map of every lesson for the I do it term by term now uh, in fact for year 12s I do it semester by semester um it's a map of every lesson now, yep. you don't have to put the entire lesson plan in there, um, but you just put some little things about um, what you want to achieve in that lesson or what we're up to or little things like, uh, particularly this works really well at lower years uh, for English and you know, for any subject really, little tests at the end of the week. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of uh, spelling tests and they happen in the last lesson of the week all the time. Just little things so I can map out the lessons and you can actually, you actually, you know, most teachers know this. You actually have less time than you think. Um, but oh, as a yeah. younger teacher, I was thinking, I don't really know how to get a foothold in this. This is what I found to be really helpful. Yep. Make a map of every lesson. So have week one, first lesson, second lesson, third lesson, fourth lesson, and then week two, and then map it out that way. And if you're still stuck, start with the assessment and work backwards. Yeah, definitely. It's always the best way to do it. Um, start with the outcome. And then work about how you're going to get there, uh, map it out. So for me, and I'm a quite a visual person, I, I would put the different strands or the different ideas that I'm teaching in different colors and that sort of thing. And I would, I used to print it out and stick it up just so I can see it all the time, but I just put it on the screen now, I can zip it up 
and it's there for me. And look, you, I change it all the time because things happen. You know, you've got swimming sports, you've got athletics carnivals, you've got all sorts of stuff that. You... Well, so it'd be better again if you can, because your school by now should have a calendar. They will have, so, yes. That's so right. then mapping it out on that calendar and not yes. going into detail, just knowing no. what where you want to get to. So work it back from there. So there's already the major events in there that you know you're going to miss. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And look, assemblies can go long sometimes and you miss half a lesson. Yeah, little things like that. It just yep. makes you feel more in control and yep. able to handle those little um, you know, changes that, that invariably happen. Love it. And so how long – so you've been, how, you've been teaching for quite a few years now. Uh, so how many, how many years have you been teaching? Fifteen. So how long would it take you for each of the subjects that you teach to put that together? Um. Well, it depends. Actually, I kind of find it like it's mindful practice because what I do is I go work out how many lessons per week and then make a, a, um, a thing in Word. What's it called? Create a chart. Create a table. Table. Create a table. <laughs> yep. Thank you. And then I would map out, okay, Monday, the 21st of January, no, Tuesday, and then I would map it all out and you sort of get into the hang of it and then you step back and look. So I would say the amount of time I spend on it would be a fair bit, but it's not all it's, done at the same time. It's a, no. it's a working document. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. It just gives me a bit of things. So, look, it wouldn't take you that long yeah. um, initially. It wouldn't yeah. take you that long. Just put the major assessments in and then you can – And then build it up from and, there. Exactly. And put some more ideas there. in it, come back to it. Yeah. It's very much a working document. Love it. Love yeah. it. Great advice. And from a 15-year experienced teacher, this is a – that is – a little piece of gold for any yeah. of our beginning teachers, early career teachers, or anybody who feels like they're time poor, it's a really yes. good idea. Just it's a bit of pre-thinking on that class, not going yeah. into the detail because there's plenty of time no. to get into the detail. So it's a doing the big, the big think first right. before you get into the detail. That's right. And it's for you. Like you don't have to write, it's not a document you're writing for your curriculum, head of curriculum mm. or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's for you. So you, you can be as detailed or as, um, or as, you know, open and, and, and um, unstructured as you want. Yeah, dot it's point, short you. form, short form. Yeah. Yeah, don't need to, yeah, as yeah. detailed or lack of detail as you need to exactly. get a bit of a picture. Bird's yes. eye picture. That helps me. That helps me. What about you? Have you got a uh, teaching tip? Oi, oi. Uh, that's 34 minutes and 10 seconds <laughs> as well there. Um, <laughs> yes. I am going to go back to uh, an age-old one that I absolutely uh, live live by, and that is my old five for two. So mm. when we have our new classes at the start of a term, you will have students who you immediately form a really strong bond with and it doesn't – that relationship comes easily. And there are going to be some students who it just doesn't come quickly and easily that relationship and that, that ability to connect. So five for two is a really good strategy. It's a, it's a conscious strategy that you can use. So you're going to, in your mind or write down who is, this, who is that student and for five days straight, for two minutes at a time, you are going to go out of your way to connect with that student. So you're just, you're going to find them in the, um, in the playground. You're going to find them, you're going to see them three times a week, probably when you're, if you're in a high school class, when they're lining up for your class, you're going to have, you are going to go out of your way to spend two minutes with that student. 
asking them about their weekend, ask them about their holidays, ask some questions, tell them random bits of information about you. They are going to think you are so weird initially. <laughs> and why are you talking to me? What? Uh, and then the next day you're going to be, oh my gosh, she's back. Why is she telling me about this? Because she has got a cousin who lives in France and like, I don't care. <laughs> then the third day she's back and all of a sudden the conversation's going, going well again. Oh my gosh, she's just found, she's, she's making a beeline to me in the, in the playground. Why is she coming? Oh, okay. We're going to talk about this again. So after five days, it's a little bit more natural. You know, a lot more about them. They know a lot more about you. And then the conversation and the relationship just comes a whole lot easier. It was a, Mm. that's a strategy that I learned early in my career. I still use it every single term, uh, particularly at the start of the year, particularly when I, you know, I want to know all of our students' names and, it's it's difficult and some of them just kind of force that connection and some of them I don't so I that's this is a strategy that I use each week with a handful of kids I'm going five for two with these kids so that I'm never going to forget their names and I'm going to know a whole lot about them that's great that's really that's really good because you're right there are some students that you know straight away because they yeah. are I don't know, they might be a bit louder in class yeah they might have um, a know, medical other condition. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Things that are that, that are important to know. Like yeah. everything's important to know, I suppose, but vital to know. And then there are other students who sort of don't like the attention either. Yeah. They're, they're happy just to and possibly along actively in the going out of their way to That's to right. to you know. And then to... there are those that really avoid. That for and it might be for a reason of um, that's that could be changed. You know, yeah, it might have been something that happened in the past that that is detrimental to their learning, and now you know creating this relationship can really help them. I saw a um a sign the other day. Um, you cannot be all things to all students, but sometimes, just sometimes, you'll be the right teacher at the right time. You'll be yeah. the exact exact teacher that that te- that one child needed more than anything. Yeah. And I know that a couple of times that I've done that two for five, that that's, that's the note that the child has written to me that you saw me when nobody else did. And even when I was made things difficult for you, you, you still made it happen. Yeah. So um, that's, the, that's the, the magic of teaching, isn't it? That yeah, such it an is. imperative role that we get to play in these kids' lives and, and, yeah, the backstories of all of these kids. Every child has a backstory. And, uh, and yeah, we get to be part of it. There's so Absolutely. many of them. And I, I like the way that reinforces the idea that uh, a teaching staff is a team as well. Yeah. So you don't have to do everything, but someone else is going to be able to tag in and, yep. and, and do what they do really well or naturally or whatever. Yep. Um, yeah, because ours is a very dynamic, challenging profession uh, and you can't do everything perfectly no. all the time. No, no, no. Very true. Good point. Love that one. All right, so spiraling upwards. Um, do you remember our question for this week? Yes. Uh, what are you energized about at the start of the year now? What are you excited about? Um, and I want you to think about a challenge that is coming up that you're actually looking forward to. Because often, you know, you get to the end of holidays, particularly these long ones for the Southern Hemisphere teachers, and you sort of, you don't dread going back, but you know that, oh, I've got to do that. Oh, I've got to do that. And I haven't looked into that and I haven't done that yet. And it can get a lot and it can yeah. get a lot very quickly. And so I like to think about at least a couple of things that I'm excited about that the year holds. So it might be a new challenge and it is for me. So mm-hmm. I, I mentioned earlier that I'm a year seven tutor. I'm really, really excited and looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to working with the team 
that are the year seven tutors. Um, it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. I haven't worked with a lot of them before, which is going to be great. One I have, um, and we get along well. So I'm really looking forward to um, to that aspect of my role for 2024. Love it. Love mm-hmm. it. You? I, um, I think that one of the big takeaways that we got from a number of the schools that we visited in the UK is they do well-being really beautifully but no not but and 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 they do it at the strangest times so there is no wasted moment they get they get five hours or six hours or six and a half hours with students and they've got all of this curriculum that they need to teach and so every moment is a potential moment for doing something for well-being Mm -hmm. and one of these beautiful things that they do over there is family lunch in a lot of a number of the UK schools so the students eat lunch together and there's but then they're not just sitting and eating lunch silently or picking where they want to sit and sitting uh they it, it is structured and it is uh provides moments for connection and reflection and gratitude and celebration and so uh we're not calling it family lunch this year we're calling it the uh the grateful gathering is what we're calling it. So once a week, we um, students will do a grateful gathering rather than just going outside to eat. So it only goes for 15 minutes and it's a grateful gathering. There's some kind of conversation starters when they'll, they'll sit in groups, they'll eat their lunch, they'll talk about certain things and they'll also have a chance to, um, to talk about things that they're grateful for as well and any class celebrations as well. So only 15 minutes, a little 15-minute um power that's going to really allow our classes to connect uh we did a practice last week where with our staff and so we obviously had some new staff there and it was great because staff that don't usually they didn't get to choose where they sit so they had to sit with people they wouldn't usually sit and the feedback Mm. from staff was just oh that was so nice i don't i've never gotten a chance to talk with that person and it was so great to learn this about them and there's already connection has been created there so Tomorrow we're doing our first grateful gathering and I'm really, in, I'm excited. I'm really excited about that new initiative. I'm just so excited also about how excited our staff are about it. So it's uh, just, a, yeah, a sign for a really good attitudes from other people and seeing how much we can capitalize on those extra little minutes that often we see kind of flitted away and how we can create moments of connection for our students and our staff mm. together. Mm. So yes, yeah. I'm excited about that. And I'm, I gather that part of your excitement stems from the fact that you've created another um, alliteration. You do like your alliteration, do, magical really, moments and why yeah. these weekly wisecracks yeah. and uh, yeah, teaching yeah. tales. Teaching tales, great so little how gathering. Does, how does this work? So you've got, so what do the staff do during the, do they give them the topics as yes, they Yes, they give them in? the topics. They also, they'll sit down and eat with the students as well. And they'll give them the topic. So the first thing's going to be, uh, so with our staff the other day, we asked, so what are you excited for this year? And they shared um, those things. So we definitely, we had staff there who are at all different, um, you know, places in their career. So our brand new staff, we have assistant teachers, we had support workers, we had experienced teachers, we had our leaders. It was great to hear all of those different things about their ex- what they're excited for. Mm-hmm. And then we also, then we talked about, so, and what are you grateful for? And it could have been something external to school or in school and lots of people shared some of both, which was great. 
and then the teacher who's leading it kind of pulls together some of the great things that they heard to kind of kind of reinforce that there were some great conversations happening and um yeah yeah all the good feels all the warm and fuzzies um yeah so stay tuned i'll let you know how it goes tomorrow when we do our first grateful gathering look forward to hearing about that one very good (laughs) All right, so this year we have, obviously, we're back with another hopefully four seasons and we want to connect with more teachers during yes. these episodes. So how could people do that? Well, they can uh, write in and let us know about themselves and just co-host, just sit around, have a chin wag with us. Uh, we are interested in getting to know uh, teachers, um, but it doesn't, you know, we have interviewed a range of people. Uh, we want to continue doing that, but we want to bring in a few more teachers just to talk about you know, the stuff they've experienced, their perspective on the profession, uh, what they found to be helpful, so that we can you know, move it on and, and um, what's, it called? what's it called? Pay it forward and show forward. other people what yeah. you know, some tips that might help them. So if you've got some ideas or you're interested in doing that, you can email us on teachers-change-lives-podcast at gmail.com. Oh, you're good, Mr. Um, White. Yeah, you're good. I'm practicing that one. Yeah. Uh, and we're on the socials as well. So let us know. Uh, it doesn't take, you know, all you need is an internet hookup. That's all we, we need. Um, and we would look forward to having a chat with you. Can't what wait. Else, how else can they do it? Uh, yeah, so absolutely. Socials are good. You've nailed it, Mr. White. You've, <laughs> like, that's, why you, that's why you do have the big good seat because the... you, are, you are pretty spectacular. I was focusing on that email address. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Yeah. And you know what? There's a first time for everything and you've nailed that and I couldn't be more proud of you. So we might finish there. Uh, So all the best to you when you go back to school next week and to all of the Queensland listeners who've gone back this week. Well done for coming back and laying a great foundation for what's going to be an amazing year. To our Northern friends, uh, Keep chugging along. You guys are deep into the the middle of a term. So, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. You're killing it. That's exactly right. Enjoy the start of the year, Southern Hemisphere people. Have fun. See you next week. See you next week. Bye.